coming at you. Hey now, it's the weekend. It's payday. It's time to grab a beer. It's Brewing Company. Roll the open. I am not musically gifted at all. I sing in the shower quietly to myself. Matt Brubaker back here with Ed. To think for a second if that was my name or not. My apologies. I still can't believe I almost forgot my name. This bird cage has had, I think, one too many helpings of bird seed tonight. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome back to the sixth episode of Bruin Company. I am your host, Matt Brubaker. I remember, I guess, a month ago now, almost a month ago, uh, leading off episode four with my buddy Evan Bentley, talking about something that was a little bit more serious and a little bit more important, and it was worth talking about. And I'm referencing Harry Miller and his uh, retirement from Ohio State and college athletics, and then, again, the reason behind that being mental health. And over the last month, I've just thought a lot about that. And I believe now that Harry Miller is someone that I look up to and is a hero of mine. And I think a lot of people should look up to him. I think it's very courageous of, of what he was able to do by himself in person. But then I think even more so just how courageous it was to share that and that story, his story with everybody, especially when it, a lot of people just are very easily judgmental and just mean. So I started off that episode serious, but I also remember at the very beginning of this journey, the Bruin Company podcast, that the main goal of this for me was to kind of jumpstart your weekend, kind of be the springboard or the trampoline into the weekend, kind of get you ready for whatever you have planned. And just to get you excited. But it was also the foundation of, hey, I'm going to catch up with my buddies and we're going to sit around a table, metaphorically, and just talk. Talk about whatever comes up. And usually it kind of starts with sports and then we go off on stupid stuff, whether it's, you know, the best four for four or, you know, Mark's conversation and I with our guilty pleasure songs, whatever the case may be. We, we go off the rails when we're in person, and I, I like going off the rails here, too. But like episode four, I'm going to start on a serious note, uh, but more of a sad note. And a, again, a story that I, I hate having to do this every second episode. But again, it goes back to a program that I love. It goes back to a person that now I'm fortunate to say that I've met. And it's terribly sad. And if you don't already know where this is going, then maybe you just don't know the story. And I hope I'm not breaking this to you first. But on Saturday, which would have been, I believe, April the 9th of 2022, um, Dwayne Haskins passed away. He's 24 years old. And... I, I work in insurance now, and I don't care about who's at fault. I don't, I'm not interested still because it's still very early in this process. I'm not really worried about the facts of what happened or why he was on the side of a... I, I'm not worried about that. Um, I'm worried about his family, uh, his new wife, his parents, his sister... And then people that have become his family, 
So teammates, friends, coaches, uh, both NFL and college teammates. That's what I'm worried about. So I'll take you back to that day for me. And again, I don't think anyone cares about my affiliation to this, but maybe you do. For me, it's therapy. So just if you can bear with me, I'm, I'm just going to tell you the story. So the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to complete and really finish my basement and what I call it the shrine for Ohio State. And I was able to that Thursday and that Friday before that terrible Saturday morning, I was able to put down really nice Ohio State colored carpet in the unfinished part of my basement. And that Thursday night, I was so happy with the final product, I slept in the basement. Friday night, it was the weekend. I was excited for the Masters. My buddy, Lance, who's been on the show as a guest earlier, and today's co-host, Brandon, uh, we had planned on going out for lunch, hanging out, and watching the Masters. That was the, that was the day's goal. But Friday, I was pumped. I was down in the basement watching golf, and I was still so excited and so living off the high of the new carpet and maybe the high of the glue um, that I slept in the basement again. So we hadn't planned on going out until about 1 o'clock on Saturday. So I wake up, and it's pitch dark in, in that finished room. And I wake up at 10.15, and I started watching a couple shows in my DVR, and my phone had died overnight, so I went upstairs to get a charger, plug the phone into the charger, put it into the wall, and just put the phone on the armrest of the couch that I was laying on while watching the DVR. 20 minutes or so into the DVR show, I hear my phone buzz. I don't want to be interrupted. I'll take a look at it. It's probably just my family's Wordle updates. To me, not a big deal. Goes off again. Goes off again. Goes off a fourth time. And again, I still just think, hey, this is my mom. She got Wordle. Dad got Wordle. Brother got Wordle. And then the fourth one is like, oh, man, I messed up a quartle. That's, that's usually the conversation. So I let him go. And so I'm done with the show. And just going to check the battery life on my phone. And I see my phone as it's just blown up. And again, I don't know all these people in the media. These are my friends. I think these are people that know how much Ohio State football means to me. I I revere that football team. I love those players. It's just a part of me. And I'm not going to try to defend it to people that don't understand it. It's a part of me. I love it. And I'm not I'm not going to try to defend my love for that. I, I don't have a wife. I don't have a kids. I, I, I don't have kids. I don't have a dog. I don't have anything to worry about. So I worry about and I care about Ohio State football. And my phone is just peppered. Hey, did you see what happened? But the first one that I saw was uh, a friend of mine that I went to high school with. She golfed with me in high school. She currently lives in New York City. And she sends me a link and I see the link and I see the photo and it's of Dwayne Haskins at the Rose Bowl with a rose in his mouth. Now, I'll be honest, when you get news like this, you don't automatically, I think, go to that. You almost fear that. I sometimes go to the extreme, but I was thinking to myself, man, what did he do now? Did he do something that was immature or, you know, what happened next? And and then I read this story and I started breaking down. 
Uh, it, it's so sad. And again, I, I'm not concerned about who was driving the truck or why he was on the freeway. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the people that now have to live with this news. And again, it broke me. I cried, I think, three different times before I went out to lunch at 1, 1 p.m. that Saturday. The reason that it struck me so hard, one, I'm human, but two, uh, I had an autograph signing where I had just met Dwayne Haskins for the first time. I, I waited four years to meet him. I met him 20 days prior to this terrible, terrible day. I just met him. And he was the nicest person. Everyone talks about his smile. And they would be right. And he, I was so excited to meet him because I had this piece that was already signed by JT, by Braxton, and by Cardell Jones. And I, I had his autograph, the only autograph I needed to complete that. I was so excited to get that completed. I was so excited to get to meet a legend and just someone that I really loved and appreciated and just enjoyed watching him throw a football. And I hold a special place in my heart for Dwayne Haskins because my first ever Ohio State-Michigan game, he was the quarterback of the Buckeyes, and we were the underdog, and we waxed, we waxed Michigan. And he was, a big, he was mainly the reason we beat them. I mean, he just destroyed them. And I, I just love Dwayne Haskins. I, I just I love him. He, I love the football player, and after meeting him, I love the person more. And I think that's what we need to talk about, the person. Forget football. We can, we can go back and watch the Rose Bowl, and we can go back and watch him beat up on Michigan. That, that'll come in time. Uh, I'd like to talk about the person. So the person, Dwayne Haskins, he seems so excited to meet me. Why? I don't know. I, I think it's because he's a good person. And I'm getting him to sign this piece, and I'm, I'm taking photos of him signing the piece just for my own kind of documentation. And then I ask, as I usually try to do, hey, can I get a quick photo with you? And I know now, you know, COVID is still kind of around, so... I don't try to make it as big of a deal. I can just kind of lean over the table. They can remain seated. I, I don't want to burden them. And he happily said yes. And a good friend of mine, he's a police officer in Virginia, took the photo. And we both smiled. We were both equally happy. Maybe me more so than him. But you can tell he was genuinely happy uh, with the interaction. So then my friend, the police officer, he was behind me. So it was his turn. And he had the same photo that he was going to complete and uh, at least finish like I did. And they started talking as well, and I'm taking photos to help my buddy. And um, my friend, by the way, has some amazing memorabilia that now means a lot more uh, sentimentally than, than value-wise. But they're just talking, and he said, hey, can you put down this stat line? He goes, oh, yeah, I remember that game. And he started spouting out numbers, and they were they were right on the money. And this was from four years ago, guys. I mean... He's got a brilliant mind, and that goes along with a beautiful smile and a heck of an arm in, in, in terms of throwing a football. But he just remembered these games. Oh, I remember that game. I played really well that game. And so, again, I, I won't mention the, the friend's name because I don't, I don't know if he'd want me to, and I don't want to do something that he wouldn't want. But this gentleman, the police officer, uh, was just talking about his chances 
in Pittsburgh and what he expected. And he looked genuinely excited and optimistic, and he felt that he had a real chance to maybe be the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I've read accounts here since that terrible day that he's just been really involved in the community in Pittsburgh, and he's he's the first guy there at outreach events, and Dwayne's always been faith-filled, and you can tell by the way he speaks and he just how he handles himself. And for whatever people thought he was, and I, I don't like those people that come out and jump on someone, everyone makes mistakes, folks. You and I are no different. We're all going to screw up, and we have to stop looking at the negatives. And, and I'm not going to, I don't care about the negatives. I saw firsthand, I met firsthand, I shook the hand of Dwayne Haskins, and it's a very large hand, and it's a very genuine, and just, he's a great person. And so it was a very cool, very moving, and now very meaningful meeting. And then I felt guilty when I saw this news on Saturday that I was so eager to complete a piece and I didn't realize how great of an experience it would be to meet this person. And it was it was it was great to put it simply. So as we're leaving, my uh, police officer friend and I were we're walking out of this hotel and Dwayne Haskins and Cardell Jones are in this back corner of the hotel where Haskins actually signed and the two of them are talking. And no one else noticed. It was just myself and and my friend. And I turned to this friend and I said, look at that. I said, talk about a once in a lifetime moment and a once in a lifetime photo. And I think I've learned it never hurts to ask. I learned that in high school. I got out of a chemistry final my senior year because I asked. And I just figured at worst they can say, no, sorry. So we went up to him and I asked him, excuse me, guys, don't mean to interrupt, but would you mind if I got a quick photo with you guys? And they both eagerly, very quickly, and very, it seemed like genuinely happy to say yes. And that'll be a photo that I cherish the rest of my life. Um, I'm standing in between. I'm in the middle of these guys. I'm in the middle of two quarterbacks that played at Ohio State, one who went on, I would argue, the three most important and memorable game stretch ever played by anybody in football. Cardell Jones, if if you didn't make the connection. I'm talking about Cardell Jones. And then Dwayne Haskins, who rewrote the record books, not only at Ohio State, but for the Big Ten, and he did it in one year. And that photo, I will never... Uh, I'll never forget the moment, and I'm so glad that I have the photo as just a constant reminder of just, I guess, how precious life is and how great Dwayne Haskins and Cardell Jones made me feel. Uh, I was watching the Masters coverage, and Scott Van Pelt was referencing Tiger and that he was going to play, and he said that Tiger Woods is the type of person that can make you feel. and whether you're a golfer or not, that statement is true. He, Tiger, moves the meter when it comes to popularity for golf. Ratings, I would assume, skyrocket when he plays versus when he doesn't. And 
I connected to that make you feel comment going back to the 2019 Masters where he came back in such dramatic fashion to win another major after all that he's gone through and then to hug his son. And now we've seen what he and his son are doing at the father son tournament. And he makes you feel. And Dwayne Haskins, I think does that too. Dwayne Haskins makes you feel, and he makes you feel happy. Uh, He makes you feel important. I felt important for that minute or two minutes that I was around him. Um, And I think he invites you in because of his smile and then his personality. And then when you talk to him, um, he's just got a really good mind. And it's just very sad. And he he makes you, made you, feel really good when he was alive. And now he makes you feel really sad that someone that special is no longer here. So Scott Van Pelt's comment about Tiger Woods and making you feel, I think for me, I can also put Dwayne Haskins and his name to that comment as well. And I just, I pray for his family. I pray for his wife. I pray for his teammates, college and pro, his coaches, anyone that met him just once that feels close to the way I feel. Um, So sad. Again, I go back to what this show was supposed to do. Uh, For me, it was supposed to give me something to do. It was going to be a way for me to reconnect with my friends that, it's not like I haven't talked to them, but, you know, life happens. Life gets in the way of living. I've always said that. And COVID did a really good job of doing that, and I just wanted to reconnect with people and talk and share stories, and I I do truly think that I'm at least sitting on a pretty good idea, and I hope people that have listened or are continuing to listen agree with that, and if you think I should change things around, let me know. I'm I'm not one to uh, shy away from critiques or criticisms. I'll be the one that ultimately decides if it's good or not, but I'm not going to be upset if, if you think I should change something or cut out something, whatever. Uh, but I was speaking to a friend of mine who was in my men's group at church uh, a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago now. I think it was after that fourth episode when I talked with Evan about some golf and then March Madness. And he works in our media team at church, and we were just talking. And he's listened to them all, and I and I appreciate you, and you know who you are if you're still listening. Uh, but he made a comment that I uh, I really was proud to hear, and, and I was glad I was able to just have this conversation. And he said, I'm just kind of envious that you have so many of these really strong relationships with friends for long periods of time and you have really good stories to share. And I'm, I agree. I'm really blessed to have the people that have been on the show already and Porter and Pode and Kevin and Evan and Mark. And now today, uh, Brandon and Lance, who was a guest, he'll be on later. You know, my brother will be next if I can maybe break that news to everybody. I, I have really good people in my life. And I hope that this is entertaining to you. I, I hope that it doesn't feel like we're sharing all these little secret stories that you don't know or understand why we're talking about them. I hope I can bring you in to the story and make you feel like you might have been a part of it, even though maybe you weren't. But then I also go back to the show and how I end the show, and I always say that it's life's not about the people you meet, but about the company you keep, and I, I believe that as well. But sometimes it is about the people you meet, and I met Dwayne Haskins once 
and the total running time of that interaction might have been two and a half minutes tops. And that meeting and those maybe two and a half minutes and that handshake and that photo that I got with Cardale and Dwayne Haskins. Sometimes it is about the people you meet. And when you meet someone, you just never know the impact that you're going to make on them, regardless of how long the meeting is or how detailed the conversation got. Uh, it leaves an impact. And I will, fo- I will forever be grateful uh, for that autograph show. And I look at that piece that I had him sign. And again, I feel a little guilty because it's, it's finished. And I, I look at it and I'm happy when I see that because it is completed and it makes me feel good. I don't like things that aren't completed. But it makes me feel really sad at the same time because I remember what happened 20 days later. And I, I just, I can't comprehend that. And it's it just really hard. Speaking of Cardale, uh, he's been a leader for Ohio State, not only on the football field, but post-Ohio State uh, when it comes to the NIL and, and helping, I don't know if the word is recruit or convince or whatever it is. Uh, that's a different discussion for a different day, but he's a leader. And he's outspoken, and he's smart, and he's well-spoken, and he just handles himself so well. Again, talk about smiles um, and personality and, and bringing people in. Cardell Jones is one of those. And I watched the, uh, I guess it was just a gathering. I don't really know the word right now. My head's still kind of cloudy with this. But it was just paying tribute to Dwayne Haskins. And it was at the Rotunda. I think it was on a Tuesday uh, a couple of days after Dwayne Haskins passed away. And the amount of people that I saw in the videos and the photos that that showed up and were so reverent and so respectful. And whether or not you're a Christian or a believer, it doesn't matter. There was a lot of people there that were there to pay their respects to Dwayne Haskins. And it was so quiet there. And I, I thought that was very moving because, you know, again, we shouldn't judge people. There's only one that can judge us. And... There was probably a, a mixed uh, bag of people there, uh, different upbringings, different backgrounds, different beliefs, and they were all there for one reason, and they were very respectful, and they were probably all in a really state of shock and mourning, but Dwayne Haskins touched a lot of people, and I think that little memorial there at Ohio Stadium proved that. Uh, I bet a lot of people watched those videos on social media because maybe they couldn't be there, but they felt they they needed to be there in some way. But Cardell Jones said something that I, I will remember as well for, for quite a while. He said, I think Dwayne was just too good for us here and God called him home. And I again, I'm not going to tell people how to feel. That's not my place. But hopefully those words from Cardell Jones can maybe in time provide some healing for whoever needs it. Um, and that, that's not to slight us, but, you know, God said, hey, Dwayne, it's your time. And I personally think Dwayne's looking down on us from above, and it's just sad. And I think it was really well said by by Cardell Jones, uh, Scott Van Pelt, and Tiger makes you feel. I think Dwayne Haskins makes you feel. Um he made you feel good when he was here, and now we all mourn because of how good of a person he was. 
So to Dwayne Haskins' family, mom, dad, sister, to his new wife, again, to teammates, both college and pro, friends, people that were close to him, agents, whoever they may be. And again, I'm not naive enough or getting too big of a head to think that any of those people are going to listen to this. And that that's fine. But I think it's just worth saying out loud that I'm praying for any of those people, all of those people, and anyone else that may feel as sad about this as, as I do. And then finally to Dwayne Haskins. I'm so I'm so proud and I'm honored and it was a privilege to meet you 20 days prior to your tragic passing. Thank you for shaking my hand. Thank you for your smile and for sharing a little bit of your wit and your smarts about football. Thank you for saying yes to that photo request and uh, forever and for always a Buckeye. Rest in peace. To continue the conversation on Ohio State football and Dwayne Haskins, I brought in uh, two of my really good friends, one of which is the co-host. And as I was thinking earlier this week, one of my shortest tenured friends, but that doesn't mean it's not a strong friendship. So that is today's co-host, Brandon Metzgar. Uh, Brandon is a diehard Ohio State fan like myself. And a guest that we have on because really him and I are so similar in how we root for Ohio State and know Ohio State. And I just think having this conversation with the three of us will be somewhat therapeutic. And that is Tyler Reed. I want this show to be an energy booster for the weekend, but this topic, this conversation is a little bit more mellow, a little bit more calm and sad, really. But I think it's worth having the conversation. So I appreciate you guys joining us. All right, Brandon. So we'll lead off with you uh, as the the co-host. I know I spent the day with you when when Dwayne tragically passed away. And I'll be honest, I don't know if I told you this there, but just hanging out with you and Lance and you know going to pick you up really helped me not think about it as much. But uh, your initial thoughts or your just reaction, or maybe you can take us through the story and maybe your morning that Saturday, because it, it was terrible for everybody, but at least hanging out with you that day for me was very helpful. So I just, I'll thank you publicly for that. And then I'll, I'll let you take the floor. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, scroll on through uh, social media. And I saw, I saw something that said Dwayne Haskins, kind of the same picture, the, the picture of him smiling with the rose. And then I saw obviously the 1997 and 2022. And I was like, what? So I clicked on it and I think like everybody else, I was just in shock. Um, just this young man, like you said, like, I don't know why he was crossing the road or anything, but it just sucks. Tyler and I both work at insurance. We work at the same company, but that was the furthest from my mind was who was at fault? Who's like, I, I, I couldn't care less about the facts. I just, as I said, I felt guilty because I wanted his autograph on this piece that I, I wanted finished. But after the interaction and after meeting him and just seeing how he carries himself and then the shock of, 
not even three weeks later, he's gone. That, that I couldn't handle that. I, I can't handle that still. Uh, Tyler, I, I think it was neat. I shouldn't say neat because the conversation is not neat. It goes to show how you and I are similar. You, you send me the text. You're like, excuse me while I choke up and wipe the tears away in Ikea. How was your day? I, I know it was bad, but take me through your morning and your interactions with maybe other friends of yours, because I know you follow Ohio State. I think you connect with these players to a similar degree as I do. I know you know them before me because you love recruiting. How did your morning go? I mean, it was a rough morning, uh, to be sure. Um, had started out like any other kind of Saturday. I actually went and had breakfast with my grandparents that morning who were in town visiting. And then went with my wife and my son to Ikea to look for a, a new desk. We're about halfway through our Ikea trip. And I got a, a text in our, our group chat with my, my sister-in-law said, did you guys see that Dwayne Haskins was hit and killed by a car in Florida? And with the, the rate at which untrue rumors kind of fly around, I didn't think too much of it. But then just, you know, I was like, that's, that's a pretty big deal. So I actually went to Facebook first. Mm-hmm. I follow uh, 11 Warriors and obviously they are, kind of the first to report anything, anything big and Facebook always knows. So I, I always know when something big happens with Ohio state football is the first thing that's going to pop up when I get into Facebook. And sure enough, again, the same picture you guys had mentioned the picture of Dwayne at the Rose bowl with the, with the Rose stem in his teeth. That uh, was the first thing I saw my heart kind of sunk. I didn't even have to read the, the title of the article because I knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, so pulled it up anyway, read it. Um, and you know, just, uh, a lot of thoughts, a lot of emotions. Uh, you know, like you said, Matt, I I was worried that uh, that's going to be the conversation in, in the weeks to come is why was he walking where he was walking and what was the story behind that. And in that moment, much like you said, I you know, I didn't care about that. We, we just lost a, a young man who had a you know a very bright future ahead of him and who I looked up to and respected for for quite some time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're walking through Ikea and I'm, I'm struggling to kind of keep it together uh it hit me harder than i you know not that you think about these things but th- th- harder than i thought it would have uh, my wife kind of turned around and looked at me and she's like are you okay i was like yeah i'm fine it's just you know sad news and, and at one point she had to duck into the restroom so i'm just kind of walking around with my son trying to keep him entertained because he's about to lose his marbles and at the same time i'm about to lose my marbles because all <laughs> i'm thinking about is you know what happened and, and how sad it is um so overall, that doesn't make the, you know, the cut of top 10 best Saturdays I've had in a while. No, um, it would make the cut of top five worst for me. Tyler, Brandon, and myself, we don't really have any real connections. We don't know these players. They're not our best friends. <laughs> I don't think any of those guys on this year's team are going to join me like Brandon or you, Tyler, down the road co-hosting this show. If they do, people will listen to that one. But I think it goes to show that one, we're just humans and we care about people in general. It doesn't matter if this was a 24 year old young man who didn't play for Ohio state and just worked at, I don't know, your local restaurant. It's still terribly sad, but because of his prominence and because of, as I said, just the way he makes people feel both from what he does on the football field, but then how he is as a person, it it makes it that much more sad. And I still were about three weeks almost removed from when it happened. And it still doesn't make sense. Uh, I remember one of the most, I wouldn't say again, memorable, but one of the best honors of my life behind a microphone wasn't on the radio. It wasn't doing a football or a basketball game. It wasn't on TV. I gave my grandpa's eulogy 
my grandpa was the life of the party. My parents always said that I reminded them a lot of him because I just can, maybe I have a gift of carrying a conversation and telling good stories and making them a little bit maybe funnier than they are. But that's how he was. He was the life of the party. Everyone wanted to sit next to him or be close to him, me included. And it was the first time I've been to a funeral with an open casket. And I just can't process this stuff. And as we're walking past, and it's just because I'm young, I don't understand it. And I'm just hoping that it's a joke. And I, I saw him laying there. And I'm not trying to be funny here. This is dead serious. I just thought, and I was hoping that he would pop up and say, gotcha. And he didn't. But when I'm reading that story and I'm thinking, man, this was only two, three weeks ago. I'm thinking someone's got to come out and say this, this is false. I, I just, I couldn't believe it. So that's why I said, I think for the three of us, I mean, I don't know if this is the most entertaining segment that I'll do. I really hope I don't have to do this every two episodes because the Harry Miller thing struck me. It made me sad. This took it to a different level. I, I really just want to make people laugh every Friday, but I think this is something that we should discuss. So instead of talking about the sadness of the day, let's try to at least bring people up a little bit. Uh, let's go around the, the little table here, the metaphorical table. And I think it's time for me to drink because at some point I need one. Um, I think I know where Tyler and I will probably share maybe our most memorable Haskins moment, but maybe they're different. So uh, Brandon, though, you're the co-host, so you get the first crack. Uh, do you have either a most memorable Haskins story or just something that can at least make people a little happier with the nature of this conversation. I mean, obviously he was an amazing quarterback and everything, but the one thing that I really remember about him is the, the story of him walking through Ohio state when he was a kid and, you know, just saying like, I'm going to play football here. And the fact that he did that and his just sheer love for Ohio state, I think is amazing. Yeah. You know, he was redshirted his freshman year. You know, and he probably could have transferred if he didn't want to do all that. But, you know, he stuck it out and had that amazing sophomore year. And, you know, I just 50 touchdowns in a year. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's insane. I think, you know, they always say records are meant to be broken. JT's career records will probably remain just because no one's going to stay that long if you're that good putting up those kind of numbers. And with the way Ryan Day coaches now, and Tyler, maybe you can talk more about this as well, but you'd have to think maybe those single season records could be close to being broken by a guy like CJ Stroud or somewhere down the road, Devin Brown. But uh, I, I love that video, Brandon, by the way, he, he's just, he's just a cute kid. And I think yeah. that it, it kind of proves that if you have the will and you have the desire, you should dream, you should dream big and then just chase those dreams until you just can't chase them anymore. Uh, I did that with radio and I'm very glad that even though I'm not doing it now, I'd rather say I did it and did it for a little while and say I could achieve my dream than being 65 years old, which I'd rather do it and have it end early than never do it and be sitting on my front porch and my white Reebok saying, dang it, I wish I did that. So I think that's cool. And I think it's inspirational. And I think that video will live forever. And I think that can teach kids dream big. And, and that's another legacy that I think Haskins will leave and a good one. Yeah. So the, the video is obviously now pretty iconic um they they played it during during Dwayne's season they played it i don't know just about every game and <laughs> yeah. a lot of people got sick of it but I, I was never one of those uh because like you guys mentioned i think that it, it showed a lot about his character from such a young age that he walked through that facility and said i'm gonna, I'm gonna be the quarterback at this school and 
lo and behold, there he was playing quarterback, which again, being QB one at Ohio state is not an easy thing to, to do. It's, you know, it's a very sought after position. You've got some of the greatest coaches, You've got a history of putting out good quarterbacks. So it's, you know, the fact that he had that determination from such a young age, um, I think that obviously carried over to him on the field. So that's definitely a, a very fond memory. And it's, it's nice that we have that to look back on. Um, I think my, my favorite memory of him on the field is actually going to be a little bit different than what you might be thinking, Matt. Um, okay. Curveball here talking football. I like it. It's actually, and it's still a pretty iconic moment, but it's, it's the first time we really got a good taste of Dwayne Haskins and it was mm-hmm. the 2017 Michigan game. But it's actually really funny, the week before that Michigan game, maybe two weeks before, I think Ohio State was playing Illinois, and it was a rainy game. It was a monsoon. I was there. And, yeah. I, yeah. I had to so, throw away the shoes I wore to that game because they were so yeah. for so long. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ohio State had a comfortable enough lead in the, in the early stages of the fourth quarter, and Dwayne Haskins came in and subsequently fumbled the football on a snap, which was scooped and scored by Illinois. <laughs> yeah. And uh, early, earlier on in the season, there had been a similar debacle where I don't remember what team it was, but they scored you know, 21 unanswered against the garbage time uh, team for Ohio State. So uh, it, was, it was a pretty interesting moment because Dwayne Haskins had two or three plays, fumbled the ball. It was scored by Illinois. And Urban Meyer said, nope, we're not doing it again. JT Barrett went back out with, uh, with all the first team guys, um, scored another two touchdowns. Then Joe Burrow came on and played a few series, and then Dwayne came back out. So the the first, you know, when when JT Barrett was laying on the turf at Michigan Stadium, uh, I think a lot of people were expecting that you were going to see Joe Burrow come marching out, and there comes Dwayne Haskins. And I, I remember my, I I was on the Dwayne train from day one. Like we'll talk about uh, hopefully sometime down the road. I, I'm a little bit obsessive when it comes to recruiting. I, I really get into that. I like to watch who they're targeting and uh, the guys that Ohio State's bringing in. I just think it's fascinating. So I, I really liked Dwayne Haskins, and he came in and had a couple of uneventful plays, a couple short runs that he handed the ball off, and and then uh, it was third and sixteen, drops a dime into the arms of Austin Mack, and poor Austin Mack got whacked. I mean that kid yeah. was that's a different story, but uh, just dropped the ball where no other quarterback could put it to secure the first down, and then two plays later, tucks the ball and runs twenty one yards. And again, where most quarterbacks are going to take a step out of bounds, he especially dies. after just seeing QB one go head first, he was he was at that pylon. He wanted it, yeah. and uh, so I always, when, especially these last few weeks, when I've been thinking about Dwayne Haskins, that's what I think about, and it kind of ties into the video of him as a young guy um, because it just I think it really showed that determination that he was put in that situation and he wasn't gonna wasn't going to falter, wasn't going to let any previous shortcomings get in the way. He, he did what he had to do uh, and, and ended up leading that team to a, a victory in a game that looked a little bit bleak um, yeah. up to that point. So that that's kind of what I've been holding on to and, and looking back and thinking about um, the last few weeks. I think it's funny because I, I just showed Tyler my basement and I, I'm, I'm looking at some of those photos I have down there and a lot of those photos and a lot of those memories of other guys were passes by Dwayne Haskins. Uh, KJ Hill at Penn State in 2018, Haskins. Uh, 2017, the one that Tyler just referenced, Austin Mack, Haskins. And a lot of people forget that. A lot of people, oh, JT went 4-0 against Michigan. Yeah, he went 4-0, but Dwayne delivered. He was the, he was the postal worker that brought your mail when it looked bleak and my memory and 
if you went with what I thought you were going to go with, Tyler, I was going to go with yours in 2017. But for me, and I mentioned it earlier, so it's not really like I'm sharing mine. It was more for you guys. But I will just I'll never forget. And I will always be grateful for my first Michigan game. We just destroyed Michigan 62 to 39. The revenge tours last stop was in Columbus. That show was canceled. And Dwayne was really the reason we won the game. I mean, we gave up 39 points <laughs> and they Michigan quote unquote had the best defense in the country. And he just picked them apart. And that was the Chris Olave coming out party. I didn't know who the guy was mid third quarter when he blocks the punt. Everybody knew who Chris Olave was, but Dwayne Haskins, I think they credited him with six touchdowns in that game. And I, I still, I don't know why he didn't win the Heisman and it, it doesn't matter. It, it, he was our Heisman and, and I'm, I'm good with that, but I didn't want to go to that Michigan game because I thought we were going to lose. I didn't want to go to my first Michigan game and have that loss always be the start of my in-person Michigan games. And again, it shouldn't mean so much to me because it is just football. It is just a sport and a life is so much more, but that means a lot to me. And Dwayne Haskins was the reason that means so much to me. And I hold that game so close. And again, Evan and I made a joke in episode four that I, I spend way too much money to AT&T just so I can watch certain games that I remember. And a big reason why I keep AT&T is to watch that Ohio state Michigan game. And it's not because we won. It's because of the memories that I can connect myself to my grandpa and who helped do that Dwayne Haskins. So it's not just about the win. It's about the brotherhood. And I think Tyler and I've become really good friends working in insurance, not because of insurance, because of Ohio state football, Brandon and I, as I said, he's one of my shortest tenured friends, but we've quickly built a strong friendship. Why? Well, his wife is a great person and a good friend of mine, but it's Ohio State football. It's a brotherhood. And the team talks about it a lot, and I can't imagine the bonds that they hold. But for us fans, too, it's it's pretty strong. And that's why I think, for me, it just hurts so much. I mean, Dwayne Haskins isn't a member of my family. He's not a brother of mine. He's, he's not even a close friend. I wish I could say he is. But there's something there. And, and that's why when Scott Van Pelt said that about Tiger, I felt the same way with Dwayne Haskins, that he as the type of person he is and then what he was able to provide Brandon and provide Tyler and me and anyone else that's an Ohio State football fan, some memories. That's important to me. And you guys might find it odd and maybe people that know me out there listening to would find this weird too. I've yet to watch an Ohio State football game with him playing. It's still too soon for me. I, I still think I still want to still focus on the person and I don't want to forget that there was a person and someone's son and someone's husband that was lost and not just a football player. We can watch football in a month or two. And I, it's, I'm just not ready to watch football because then I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to forget the, the person and how great of a person he was and focus on just how good of a football player he was. And I think that's unfair. And again, it'll come in time and hopefully you guys can come over and we can sit in the new basement and we can watch a Haskins game like a memorial for him. Yeah, and, and I can certainly respect that, and I, I absolutely understand where you're coming from. Um, me, it's just it's almost the complete opposite. Not so much as not wanting to remember the person as opposed to the player, but for me, it's that's the only way that that I have. It just the memories that I have of Dwayne Haskins is watching him play football. Sure, and obviously, I, I know that he was a brother and a husband and a son, and that is just radically more important than being sure. a football player. Um, but you know, it's just, I, 
you know, I wasn't, uh, not, to, not to make you feel bad, Oh, you're Matt, fine. but <laughs> I, I was not fortunate enough to meet the guy. Um, yeah. and you know, it's, it's when something unfortunate like this happens, you always kind of throw things into perspective. Maybe I should, you know, try and make those opportunities for myself to go out and meet some of these guys that I look up to so much, but I will say that was one of the cooler, cooler things was going with you to see Chris Olave and, and getting to meet him and stuff. And that was, that's a pretty cool, pretty cool thing that you get, you do. Um, and, and I mean, like you said, you get to meet these guys yeah. and you, know, like you said, you care so much about these guys and um, you know, they're, they're part of our lives. I mean, yeah, you know, they're, they're our professional football team here in Columbus, you know, sure. The healing process is not a, a set format. You know, you can go step three, two, four, one, and I just go one, two, it, it doesn't matter. You, we just have to find a way individually to get through this the best way we think. And it's not wrong. And it doesn't make me feel bad. Not at all. I, it just, trust me, I'm going to watch some Ohio State football games. And frankly, it might choke up watching them too, because it just still doesn't make sense to me. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. And like I said, in the open, uh, that photo and just seeing Cardell Jones and Dwayne Haskins talk to each other. And I guess they were fairly close prior to that. So now, now I know that they were because of what happened, but no one saw them. They're standing in a corner, not a corner, like they weren't by themselves, but it was just a little nook. And I see this and everybody knows the story of Cardell Jones. It's a brilliant story. It's a 30 for 30 story. And he's talking to Dwayne Haskins. And I'm like, man, is that wild? And it's eerie to think about what I told my friend. I said, I mean, that is a once in a lifetime moment and a once in a lifetime photo. And then I, I just, I was paid for nine years to have the words to paint pictures and to describe. I don't have the words for that. 20 days later, I, I, I can't put into words. It, I just sound like a stuttering idiot because I don't know what to say, but it, I'm going to I'm going to print that photo off and I'm going to put that in a frame and that's going to go in a very special place in my house just to maybe remind me that if Ohio State would lose this year, not that big of a deal. I know Tyler and I, we text a lot. Brandon and I always sit next to each other at games yelling at the refs and the secondary and someone turn your head for goodness sake, turn your head. But <laughs> when Brandon, you and I are yelling at the refs and Brandon always sees holds before I do and Tyler and I always react a little bit more in a vulgar sense than we should. We can still do that, but for me personally, I won't speak for you guys, but in the back of my head, I'm going to think of Dwayne Haskins. And I'm like, you know what? We Life isn't guaranteed. The next day is not guaranteed. And that Saturday sucked. If we lose one game this year, that's going to suck. But if we wake up the next morning and we can go to church or hang out with our family and our friends, that should be able for me to set a better perspective. And, you know, I don't take losses well. Fortunately, we don't have to deal with a lot of them in the last, what, 20 years. Maybe that's part of the problem. We haven't gotten used to losing like, you know, Browns fans, <laughs> but hey now. sorry, but it's just, maybe we're spoiled, but at the same time, I think it sucks that we have to have something that terrible set our perspective. I'm not going to apologize for the conversation. It's something that was on my heart. I know it was on their hearts as well. And it's our show. <laughs> we can talk about what we want. And I really hope we don't have to do this very, very often. Uh, I want to make jokes. I want to make people laugh. I want to tell you stories about my theories on therapy bills. And I hate selfies. That's what I want to talk about. But I think it would be irresponsible and disrespectful if we didn't have this conversation. And 
like I told you, Brandon, it was really good seeing you and picking you up that Saturday because I, I needed something to do. And Tyler, seeing your text, <laughs> you choke it up in Ikea. I don't want you to feel that way, but at least made me feel a little better that I wasn't the only man in Columbus crying. Um, so hopefully those texts and in-person interactions and even this, hopefully it was helpful to you guys. And absolutely, maybe one person listening to. Um, I want to end it to try to tie in the two more serious discussions. Uh, my golf coach and I, we talk a lot about Ohio State as well. And he, I think, texted or tweeted, direct messaged me, whatever, it doesn't matter. And it got me thinking that I, I had a really good friend of mine. And I'm going to try to get through this, but I had a really good friend of mine that passed away 10 years ago. And his best friend passed away a couple of years before that. We were in high school. And when he passed away, my mom called me and I knew he wasn't doing well. I knew he had had some tough times after the, the loss. And my first question after the shock was, I just hope he didn't take his own life. And he didn't. And I'm very grateful for that. And funny thing is, his mom just called me less than a week after Haskins passed away. But again, I go back to the beginning of the three-man conversation here. I, I'm not still worried about the facts. Those will come in time. People have their responsibilities to figure out those facts. But I just hope it was just a terrible accident because I met Dwayne Haskins and he looked so damn happy. And I just hope that wasn't an act. That's all I hope for. That's not going to mean that it's going to be able to bring him back. It's not going to make the family feel any better. I, I don't think I, maybe I shouldn't speak for them, but it sucks that he can't come back. Maybe for me. And again, I'll just speak for myself. If you guys want to chime in, you're welcome to, but that would make it a little bit easier for me to handle. It's just a, a terrible day and a terrible accident. And I hope that it wasn't more than that. And it goes back to the Harry Miller conversation. Uh, Harry Miller, I will look up to him forever. And I, I just pray that it was just a terrible day and a terrible accident. And maybe it'll be easier to get through. That's what I hope. And I don't know if that's overstepping any lines, but that's just how I feel. And I, he was just so happy. And he had so much left to do. And it doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, no, I, I certainly agree. Um, you know, again, regardless of the circumstances, it's it's a, a tragic thing that happened. Um, but a, a, especially with the recent, like like you mentioned, you, you had a show about it with, with everything that happened with Harry Miller and him coming forward and kind of bringing that, you know, maybe darker side of college athletics into light, something that people either don't want to think about or don't know is, is really happening. Um, yeah, I, I can certainly re respect what you're saying. I, I would hope that there was not something going on behind the scenes in Dwayne Haskins life that right. caused, caused any of this. I, you know, as, as tragic as it is, as heartbreaking as it is, I, I agree with you. I, a, a terrible accident would make things just a little bit easier because then you've got to think about what, what was, you know, you, you met the guy 20 days and, and he was happy and he was smiling and he was, yeah. you know, a joy to be around. And then, like you said, you just, it, it makes it hurt a little bit worse knowing that there was something going on in that young man's life that right. put him in, in a, a potentially a position. So again, I, I think facts aside, uh, we lost a, a great guy. We lost a, a great human being uh, who impacted a lot of people in very positive ways. My hope is he would still be here. And I hope what I said isn't crass or insensitive because if you're asking what I want, I want him to still be here. 
I want him to be here for his wife and his family and down the road, his own family. That's what I want. But and maybe that's selfish of me to say, because really what I want is for that day to never happen. For Brandon and I to go to Shades and Canal and just watch the watch the Masters. I, I just think for me, I, I don't know how deep and how dark it was for Harry Miller. I don't know how close it was, but he just did not want to be alive. And I, I truly believe Ryan Day helped save his life. And again, I might be just talking in circles here, but I just don't want to believe that he was just acting so happy because he looked genuinely at peace. And that's what I want. I, I, I just hope he wasn't that good of an actor, I think is what I'm trying to say. I hope he was genuinely happy with his life and where he was. And I talked to him. I shook his hand and he was so excited about his chance. And I think a legitimate chance to be the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's just the football side of it. He was just recently married. They might've been talking about having a family. There are bigger things in football. Tyler, you know, you have, you have a son, Brandon, you just got married a couple of years ago. There's bigger things than football. And he just had so much to be happy about. And I hope, and I pray that it was just a bad day and a terrible accident. Well, and I think we have to remember too, like these guys are kids still yeah, like, kids. right. Like he was, he was 24 years old. Right. And you know, Harry Miller, I mean, he's what, you less than that. 22. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, Dwayne Haskins, I think this is a law. I don't think he could legally rent a car. Yeah. I think you have to be 25 and I, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just trying to put it into perspective of, like you said, Brandon, these are kids. Yeah. Like, I don't think he could legally rent a car. They're young kids, man. You're hundred percent right. I don't want to believe that he was just acting. And if he was, he was a damn good actor. And I, I just pray that he was genuinely at peace, generally happy. And that the smiles that he had were, were real. And I believe that I, I truly believe. And I might just have to tell myself that it was genuine. My thanks again to my buddy Tyler Reed for uh, stopping in here for a little conversation about Dwayne Haskins and just the, the great life that he led. But uh, as promised, we want to lift your spirits up for the rest of the day. And so it's Brandon and I for the rest of the show here. Brandon, I'm, I'm glad to have you on. As I've told you, maybe for the last two months, I'm so excited to end the show today with our game. I won't, I won't say anything about it because I want to leave the suspense, but welcome in officially. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, excited to finally be on the show. Um, yeah, my week, uh, I've been good the last couple of weeks, you know, just doing a bunch of stuff around the house and when I can, when the weather allows. Dude, I'm glad you said that because first of all, I want, I want to say one thing first. Brandon is one of the people that I've recruited to do Wordle. So I'm really proud. I feel like Carrie Combs right now. I'm bringing in some quality, but talking about the weather, man, it is the, we're at the, end of April. Now we're past the midway point of April. I am so mad at the weather. We watched the masters together. That was two weeks ago and it was chilly, but sunny. It is still cold on Monday. It snowed in Marysville as I was driving to deliver a payment. And my buddy, Evan, who was on episode four, I was thinking about texting him because he's a meteorologist at the national weather service. And I want to tell him, stop hitting all the buttons, just hit sunny. I'm sick of this crap. 
I think the people there, they just, they have all the buttons in front of them. It's like a keyboard for weather people. And they're looking at it and they're like, oh, precipitation, P, and they hit it. And then they get to pick what kind of precipitation with all these other functions. It's like, oh, P6, snow, P4, rain. Just pick sunny. It's April. I want to golf. I know you want to golf. We deserve golf. We've been sitting inside Amen, for so long. I'm freezing cold. I'm still scraping icicles off my behind. It's time to golf, and I don't want to layer up. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready for the warmth. I mean, we got baseball going on now, so it's like you you associate baseball with summer. And yes, you know, or at or... least not 37 degrees. Yeah, you you've got it all exactly. On. You know, my Braves and your Reds opened up the season and you're like, hey, I'm not the biggest baseball fan in the regular season. I've always said the season's too long and it shouldn't start till May for examples like I just said. But yes, you associate the Masters, you associate baseball with warm weather and it's not. I'm glad you brought that up, but I'm also frustrated because I I just keep thinking that I just keep thinking they're hitting all the buttons and they're just screwing with us. I think I think, you know. Did you ever do this when you were in school? Did you ever pop the keys off of the keyboard and put them in different spots? Did you ever do that? Yes, I did. <laughs> so did I. So <laughs> if, if my little theory is right at the National Weather Service, if P is for precipitation, I think some little devilish genius at the National Weather Service was screwing with the keys. And, I, and maybe there's a guy in a dark room like the guy in office space, and he's just hitting what he thinks is heat. But someone put the precipitation button where the heat button is, and we're getting peppered. Snow, hail, sleet, rain, no sun, no 70. I'm just I'm just done with it. I'm ready, Dude, I'm ready for the warmth. And I and I know we're in Ohio, and I know on any given day you could have multiple weathers. I understand that, multiple seasons. I get that, but it's April. I in my own yard, I, I haven't mowed yet because it's still muddy and cold and I can't do it. But there's one flower that somehow miraculously just popped up. I didn't know I had it. I thought it was a weed with yellow petals on it. But it's going to die because of this crap. And that's not right. That's not fair to the flower. He or she thought it was time to come. Well, guess what? Back in the soil, my friend, it's it's not time to, to rise yet. It's, it's ridiculous. Either way, uh, let's talk baseball. Maybe optimistically, the weather will follow with this conversation. But uh, as I mentioned, I'm a Braves fan. It seems like every show I reveal another team or a guy that I support. Obviously, Ohio State's my number one. I love Steph Curry. I've always been fond of Michael Jordan. Uh, before we talk baseball, uh, Brandon is a big Phoenix guy. He lived in Arizona for a little bit. Uh, he's a big Suns fan, so right now he's pretty happy as they are the one seed in the Western Conference playoffs. Uh, do you have any, just off the top of your head, Fun, funny stories about your time in Arizona. Uh, I, I know <laughs> I referenced you when we were talking about that tournament out in Scottsdale, but I didn't want to say it exactly how you described that tournament. So if you would like, why don't you describe in the words that you told me a few months ago, what that tournament in Scottsdale is like to you? Cause you've been there. Yes. So, um, the, the, <laughs> the, um, and don't worry, the FCC is not going to govern this. You can say it however you want. Just don't swear too much. So the golf, the waste management and, and Phoenix <laughs> is, uh, as I described, basically a giant orgy. It is it is a crazy party. It is because when when you when you think of golf, you think of gentlemen's sport. 
Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And you also <laughs> think of warmth. Yes. And, and this is the complete opposite. Like it is no holds bar. It, it reminds me of Happy Gilmore. Once Happy makes the tour and Shooter's mad that he's on the tour and he's bringing in a different type of folk. Let's put it that way. And he goes, uh, go back to your shanties. This is golf. And I just think that's just the the overall feel with, with Phoenix. Like, it's just a big party town. Um, people just want to have fun, and they definitely have fun out there. I'm a pretty good stereotyper. I'm pretty good at it. Usually, I can read the room pretty well. I would have never pictured Phoenix as a, as you would put it, a drunken orgy. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Phoenix and drunken orgy in the same sentence. I would put Phoenix and extremely freaking hot in the same sentence. Or, you know, I think I've heard people say uh, hell's front porch. I would I would throw Phoenix in that, but I wouldn't think it or describe it as the way you said it. But baseball. Well, no, first, let's let me go back to the Suns. I know we're not really talking basketball here, but what do, what do you think about how the Phoenix Suns will do? Do you think they can get over the hump this year and not only get back to the finals, but maybe win it this year? Yeah, I think um, they're a deep team this year. Um, I think it all just kind of hinges on CP3's health. As long as Chris Paul can stay healthy, I think they've got a shot. And uh, I think if they don't do it this year, then I think it's back to 20 years of misery. Because um, <laughs> I think... I don't think Chris Paul's going to be around much longer. And I think Paul's the heartbeat of the team. Devin Booker's their leader. I really like and have enjoyed watching the development of DeAndre Ayton. Uh, I've always liked Jay Crowder. Uh, they got great shooters. I like Cam Johnson from North Carolina. Maybe because, you know, we're talking Braves and Reds here, although we're talking basketball. But maybe Steph can stay healthy. Clay can stay healthy. Draymond won't get 10 technical fouls, and maybe we could see a little Western Conference finals, Suns and Warriors. Yeah, I would definitely look forward to that, and that would be a fun series to watch. I think it would be a fun series, and just a hunch, I think the Suns would probably win. Uh, I know we're talking baseball, but you know we've talked about the weather. Uh, we've talked about <laughs> drunken orgies in Phoenix. <laughs> And we've talked basketball. So let's get to the actual topic. Uh, as I mentioned, Brandon is a Reds fan. I am a Braves fan. Thanks to my grandpa again and for my love of Chipper Jones. But Brandon taught me this as we were watching the Braves and the Reds season opener a couple of weeks ago. And you told me, Brandon, I'm surprised I didn't know this. One, Cincinnati was the first ever baseball team. Didn't know that. And you also said that for the most part, outside of this year and two others, the Reds always host opening day as their very first game in Cincinnati. How did I not know this? And I assume you did, but am I that stupid? I, I know I'm not a big baseball guy now, but I should know that. The only reason I know that is because I remember, and I think it was sixth grade PE, we had to do... Those were um, the days, by the way. Love those Absolutely, days. yes. My gym teacher in sixth grade, he was a big baseball guy. So we had to do a, a report on it, and that's how I found out that the Reds were the first professional baseball team and that they open typically every season at home. Uh, we're talking about going down around July 4th to watch the Braves and the Reds play, so I think that'll be fun. And just last year for, for Pode's bachelor party, it was the first time I ever got to see the new uh, field down there, which I was about to call it Synergy Field. What is it, Great American Ballpark? I'm, yeah, brain, Synergy was an old one. 
brains farting left and right over here today, but <laughs> that's a beautiful ballpark, man. It was unbelievable. That's kind of my bucket list is to go to, you know, every major league baseball stadium. Do it out there. Do it. Because again, not to go back to the serious, but the Haskins story, do it, man. Just you should just do it. You just never know when something comes up. And if you have the opportunity and if the money allows and you have the time, do it. I think that'd be cool. Go to Fenway, go to Yankee Stadium. I got to see Turner Field before they went to Truist Park. So yeah, if you get the chance, man, I think that'd be fun. And I that's partly why I'm so excited to go down to that Braves Red series on July 4th. One baseball on july 4th kind of go together and Absolutely. two we can watch our teams in person i think that'd be fun it's about community it's about friendship but that kind of leads me to the the real conversation i wanted to have when we were talking baseball for me i like actually going to games in person they're a lot more fun so the conversation for us when we talk baseball here when you go to a baseball game let's say we go july 4th braves reds how do you spend your time during a typical baseball game? Do you have traditions? Do you have things you like to do? Are you a peanuts, cracker jacks guy, tall beer, nachos? What do you like to do? Yeah, so I, um, one of the first days, I like to get there kind of early just because, especially if you can, I like to get there and watch BP. Oh, wow, that know? is early. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a freak when it comes to that. Um, <laughs> they're just... There's just something cool about watching, you know, players get ready for a game and just to see like how they take their their batting practice and everything. Because everybody thinks like all they do is just jack home runs, which typically in their last round, that's what they do. They they kind of unload and it's it's pretty cool to see how far like they can hit the baseball and everything. You know, I, I get a beer and um, I like to walk around the ballpark first. Okay. Um, the whole ballpark. Know, just kind of walk cool. around. Yeah, kind of get all angles of the field and nice. Um, I like that. Get, get to see everything, what everything has to offer, and you know, go get a go get me a ballpark dog and <laughs> and a thing of cracker jacks. And I was going to ask you what's what's like the go. I I would think now that we're of age, I, I think you have to get a beer. But what's your like? You you can't leave the baseball game unless you buy what type of food? Is it cracker jacks? Uh, brat. Bratwurst. Okay, awesome. it's a you brat. Got, you got expensive taste, man. Yes. Expensive. Yeah, I'm I'm about that bougie life. Okay. I like that. I, I can respect that. But see, <laughs> the thing that I really like about baseball is everyone has, I think, their own pregame routine, if you will. And I think they even have like their in-game routine. I always kind of think it's cool when you see the old guy there keeping the score. I love that. And I, I think you have to pay a little more attention than you would like for a baseball game. But back in the day, that was the thing to do. So I think that's cool. Uh, but for me, so Porter and I, one of the uh, trips that we've taken throughout the Big Ten, we went to watch the Ohio State Northwestern game, which was basically a home game just outside Chicago for Ohio State. But Porter does a really good job, and I've told him this every year we've gone, that he just does a really good job of planning the trips, but then not only the lodging, and then obviously I, I usually get the tickets for the games, but the stuff outside of the game to make it a, a great weekend. So when we went to the Northwestern game, it's just outside of Chicago. He planned a trip to tour Wrigley and that should be another one. You should go. And, and that might be the, I've lead. been there. Yeah. Okay. So you can check that. It's, off. it's so, hands down my favorite ballpark. I'm with you a hundred percent. And I'm a Braves fan and I'm walking through here. I'm like, damn it. I'm a Cubs fan. It was a great tour. And I, I'm not a Cubs fan. So this doesn't pain me like some others, but I kind of saw the general vicinity where Bartman was sitting because that's historic 
And we got to walk on the field. We got to walk on the warning track, get photos in front of the ivory. We weren't allowed to touch it, which is fine. And then we got to sit in the bleachers. We heard all these stories about Wrigley was the first to do this. Wrigley was the first to do that. Um, I think they were the first concession stand, I believe. And I might jack the story up a little bit. The phrase out of left field, when it's just like someone just pulled it out of their hat, just a random, like that was something that was out of left field. That came from Wrigley because people would just kind of throw crap onto the field. Like where that came from left. It came from left field. And it was, it was random. And it just oh came because the people are out there getting drunk in the bleachers. Uh, the scoreboard is so cool. There was so many stories there. And I wish, I wish I remembered more of them. We got to go in the press box. We got to sing, take me out to the ball game. When you actually go to a game, um, first of all, <laughs> seems like every show I have a theory. Here's the theory for this show. As we'll talk a little bit later about dating apps, I always kind of think of like the best and the worst first dates. And I, I can't really think of the best ones because if I had them, I wouldn't be <laughs> single. But some of the worst first dates, and I think they could be at least in the top three, maybe at the very top of the very top of the middle stand would be a baseball game. Absolutely terrible first date. In my opinion, I could be wrong, but here's, here's why. If I go to a baseball game and I'm not a fan of the team and I'm also not a fan of the girl, you have to sit there for nine innings, at least three hours, even with this new pitch clock, three hours. And if you don't like that person, an already long baseball game has become a very long first date awful. And all of a sudden, I think I'm changing up my in-game routine. I might get three or four beers. I might go get a uh, helmet ice cream because at some point, if the date's not going well, and I don't know if anybody knows this, I personally cannot leave a game before the game is over. Can't do it because I'm, I'm, always, af- I'm always afraid I'm going to miss something historic. So I have to stay there until the last pitch is over and Hey, thanks for coming out to Huntington Park. Drive home safely. Make sure your date gets home and walk her to the door. Like, I have to stay to the end. So for three hours, if you're not invested in the game and you don't like the person, terrible. Now, if you like the person, it could be a great first date. So it's really about how you judge the person at the beginning. So absolutely, do a little, do a little research. Maybe find a friend to do a background check. Give you some talking <laughs> points, something. Because if you go on a go to a baseball game on a first date and she isn't great, whether it's personality or she said something you don't like or you just it's like pulling teeth. You're stuck. It would just be awful. And maybe I should maybe. Well, you don't have to worry about it. You're married. But maybe I should just change my philosophy on leaving games early. So if I spent sixty dollars on those two tickets, I would at least like to get a return on that investment even if the girl is just either talking my ear off about nothing or not saying anything. And that's why you get well, food. And the, the other good thing about baseball game is it's, it's good people watching. Too. That's fair. That's fair. You, but see, you see a lot of, is it bad optics to be people watching on a first date? I mean, probably, but I mean, if, <laughs> if it's going bad and you're not invested, then I say go for it. It is good for people watching. It's like the airport or short North. I mean, there's some real freaks walking around the short North on any given Sunday, but it's probably bad to look for your next first date at the baseball game while on that first date. <laughs> that's probably not good. Optics. You just gotta, you just gotta be sly about it. Yeah. That's why you wear the polarized Oakley's. <laughs> 
I've never thought a baseball game for a first date is a good idea. Never. I, I just think you're setting yourself up for torture. See, and I think I, I kind of have the opposite. Okay. Like, yeah, I think that's a convince good... Convince me otherwise. I think it's a good a good sport to go people watch or not people watch <laughs> but <laughs> i mean it's a good sport for that but if you're like on gotcha a, on a first date you know because the most typical first dates is like dinner and a movie or or something yeah. like that you know and at least that like with a baseball game is you can actually have a conversation you can you know get to know that person more um whereas yeah, like but- if you're at a football or basketball i mean like you gotta watch intently because it's go 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 <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair and i'm interested but yeah i Yes, but I, I don't like first dates, especially in a baseball game, because you're kind of forced to talk to them the whole time. And it's not like you're at dinner and you're like, oh, I'm chewing. I can take this time to think of something else to you know pull out of my hat. But I just like things that flow naturally. And when you're sitting there, you're forced into that man and, and you're not even looking at each other. You're sitting next to each other. So that's awkward. And you're just hoping if it goes really bad, you're like, all right, foul ball. It's time to go off the end of the bat. And, you know, you don't have to really hurt me. Just ding me enough so I can get out of there. Hey, this this stitching seems to be a little bit higher than I remember when I played. I, I'm concerned for my left wrist. I, I need to go home. And you just get out of it. But it's well, and you might get something from the team. Hey, you got hit by a ball. Here's a bat and a souvenir helmet. I don't know if I've ever told you this, and this kind of relates to baseball and it kind of relates to your red. So this is why I can tell you this. I would assume that, you know, that Paul Keels is like the third guy in line to do maybe nine to 10 Reds games a year on TV. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Paulie K, Mr. Golden Pipes. He, if for people that don't know, he does Ohio state football and basketball on the radio, but he's also, I guess the maybe on call guy, if you will, for the Reds, but uh, I haven't made too many plans. I, I'm not a woman when it comes to my wedding, but I, I do have two plans already set. One, my bachelor party is going to be at Pebble Beach. And while we're out there, we're going to go stalk Jim Nance. Two, I already know who I hope to officiate my wedding. And that's going to be the Golden Pipes himself, Paul Keels. So he will be there and he'll just kind of like Jim Nance. Like I would love for Jim Nance to like welcome everybody to the wedding. Hello, friends. Welcome. <laughs> to the wedding and the nuptials of Matt Brubaker and a bride to be named later. And that would be fantastic. And then afterwards, Paul Keel steps in and he goes, he should introduce it like he would for an Ohio state football game. And then at the end of the ceremony, he goes, we'll be back in a moment on 97.1, the fan. That would be hilarious. And that would be awesome. That idea is also why I'm probably never going to get married. Because there's going to be no sane woman in the world that's going to say, that sounds like a good idea. I'm all on board for that. That'd be great. So got to find the bride. Uh, Time, place, bride, all TBA. But I know who will be the officiant of my wedding. Paul Keels. Absolutely. That's the hardest one to find. Yeah, I got that done. So ladies, if you're looking for someone, I know you'd like to plan your own wedding, but I've already got a few things planned. Paul Keels, officiant, Jim Nance. With the welcome. Hello, friends and family. Seriously, that would be so awesome. Everyone would, <laughs> would laugh. Be amazing. I would be sitting up there with such a smile on my face. I'd almost forget what I was there for. It would be beautiful. Back on a little bit of the topic. So you go with the you go with a walk around the stadium. I like that. You get the tall beer, you find your seat, 
And then you also go with the bratwurst. Do you have a snack? You go peanuts, Cracker Jacks, nachos. Do you have any of those do you, do you go for? No, I don't typically. I, I typically just do the brat and then, um, you know, I'll, I'll do the Cracker Jacks and then I'm still feeling a little, a little, you know, snacky. I'll go get a popcorn or something. Snacky. I'm, I'm just asking these questions because when we go down there, I, I want to know what to expect. I, I love the walk around the stadium. Now, is that outside or inside or both? I walk around the, the concourse and typically if they'll let me, I'll walk down the to the field and oh, just cool. kind of get the get the smell of the <laughs> of the freshly cut grass. And I was going to say, what's just like, looking for? I tell you what, when when I if I ever get to retire, I'm going to be a grounds crew guy and, and just do that because I, I would love to that do that. Fun. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Would that be, so take out money, take out bills, everything. If happiness could pay the bills, is that the job you do for the rest of your life? Absolutely. If I can't play baseball, that's what I want to do. I think that would be fun because I heard someone, this might be why I like mowing the lawn, but I heard someone who was like 30 years into his marriage and he always talked about why men like mowing the lawn so much. And it's because they don't really have to listen or hear anything. It's just this constant like hum for like two hours and they drive in a circle and it's, it's kind of calming and I really like mowing the lawn, but the grounds crew, man, it's not an easy job. So I'm going to let you know that up front, but I think it'd be kind of fun. Absolutely. Cut the grass and all these different designs. That's artistic, man. I love that. That's what I really love. I think that's the reason why I like to cut the grass so much. It's the lines. (laughs) It's the lines. I'm with you hundred percent, man. And I really want to practice with designs. I would love to like try to do a block O in the backyard on Saturdays before Buckeye games, but I'm not artistic. I have really good handwriting, but that's it. I, if you put a design in your yard, take a picture and send it to me. And then we can send your resume out to like the Clippers and the Indians and the Reds. And we'll start local and branch your way out. Maybe get down to Phoenix. (laughs) Hey, there we go. There you go. I'm trying to think what my like dream job would be in, in, I guess I've already done it. I did football and basketball on the radio for nine years. But if I had to pick another one, I heard something the other day. Have you ever heard this story about the do nothing guy? Have you heard about that at all? No, I haven't. It intrigued me. I heard it on Monday. It was ironically enough on the Christian radio station here in Columbus. But there was this guy that was told, I guess, by his teachers that he just didn't do enough and that he as a student had potential, but he just didn't do anything. And instead of like taking that as a negative, he just almost embraced the idea of not doing anything. And he started this business. He's the do nothing guy. So let's say I didn't want to go to dinner by myself and I just wanted company. And let's say I'm not a nice person and I have no friends. I could call do nothing guy. He shows up and just sits across the table from me and keeps me company while I eat my chicken parm. And if he, if I want him to speak, he can, if, if I just want him to sit there and take up space, so I don't feel alone, that might be the job I'd like to do. Do nothing guy. And it would be like contract work. Hey, I need you to come and watch me mow my lawn. I'll be there. Give me the address. That'd be fantastic. What a genius idea. And I, I don't know how these people come up with this stuff because wouldn't that be awesome? What do you do for a living? Oh, I work in accounting up at Chase Bank. I've been doing it for 15 years. 
That sounds like torture, sir. Well, what do you do? I'm do nothing guy. What does that mean? What do you think it means, Mr. Accountant? I do nothing and I get paid for it. That's genius. So do nothing guy. We should applaud him. And we should really thank that teacher for inspiring this brilliant idea back in school. Do nothing guy. I think that's what I would want to be. Do nothing. The guy. new American dream. Think about it. You're, you're there for people and you don't have to do a lot. Hey, can you come walk alongside me as I walk my dog? Sure. How long? 40 minutes. You know what? I'll do a 45. I'm going to go above and beyond. I'm going to do a little something more than nothing because I like you and your dog. Do nothing. Now I'm curious how much he charges for this. That's a good question. Uh, maybe what I can do is I can look into this and we can start our own business and tweak it. I like it. We would, we'd have to come up with a really catchy name. We'll, we'll figure this out. We're going to look into this. We're going to be we'll brainstorm. It's going to be a company. Yeah, we're going to brainstorm it. We're, we're not going to do it here because that might be some terrible ideas and really just not interesting. But yes, we're, we have to come up with that. That would be awesome. And then once we do a lot of nothing, then you can become the groundskeeper. I'm, I'm in. I'm done. Think about Let's it. do it. I remember in, in college, they're like, well, if you want to make it in this business, you have to you know, speak clearly and put yourself out there and say yes to everything and take jobs that don't pay crap. And, and you embrace that and you just go forward with it. But for four years, and this is what kind of bothers me. I look on social media and I see all these people on Facebook. I see them on Twitter and on Instagram, and I don't have a TikTok. And I, that'll be the last thing I do in my life. I will never have a TikTok. I don't even know what it is. I think it's Vine on steroids. But it definitely for, is. In, that's that's what it is. And every song that's put out, every new song has a stupid dance with three or four people in it, and they're all just drunk. But for four years, college TV and editing classes, they taught me basically two things. Say yes to everything. You have to embrace the fact that you're going to work a lot and make no money. That was one. It was like three, but three in one. And the second one was, to avoid jump cuts, and everything has to be a clean edit. Every now and then, you'll see those reels on Facebook that come from Instagram or TikTok, and they like these girls like snap their fingers and like they sw they switch hats, or all of a sudden they go from like a sweatshirt to a bikini, and those are jump cuts, and they're making millions of dollars off of it. So I want to go back. I want to find a good lawyer, and I want to find someone to help me take down those professors that gave me bad advice. Because I'm making very little money because I listened to them where I could have been making jump cuts and I could have been switching from golf shirts to, I don't know, raincoats at this point. I could be making a ton of money right now. I could do a stupid dance on Instagram. I could snap my fingers and my clothes will change and I could be making millions of dollars. So I was misled, Brandon. And because of that, I can't help you financially pursue your dream as a groundskeeper. So we're going to go into this lawsuit together. We've both been misled. Totally. I don't really understand social media as a whole. I, I think everyone just wants to be an influencer. I don't want to be an influencer. Trust me. I, no. I don't want the responsibility. I don't want to look like a moron. But I do have, would you like to hear my take on social media? Absolutely, I would. I, I have a really, and I think it's actually quite interesting and quite accurate. I've always said between Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Instagram is for people with lives. They, they do fun stuff. They take cool photos. I don't take a lot of photos. 
And people that post on Instagram, they know the filters to use to make their photo pop. It's a skill. I really believe that part is a skill. So Instagram is for people with lives. Twitter is for people with opinions. I have more opinions. I'm on Twitter more. Facebook is for people with lunches and kids. Most of the time, you're basically looking at basically social media baby albums and lunches. Look at my Caesar salad. Great. Yes. Beautiful. I, that's what Facebook is. It's basically baby albums for the public and a lunch visual menu. But that's what it is. Instagram, lives, Twitter, opinions, Facebook, lunches, and kids. That is 100% accurate. Dead on. And I don't know what, what TikTok is yet. Uh, <laughs> dumbass dances. That's probably what it is. Dumbass dances. <laughs> That's what it is. Yes. I just don't I got get a funny it. story for you. Let's hear it. So I dabbled with the TikTok. <laughs> you dabbled with the TikTok. All right. Did you do any of those dances? I did not. No, I did it for to see the dances. Um, <laughs> That's even um, better. And so I, I get off work. This is All about right. five thirty. I get off work. I sit in the parking lot. I kid you not, for an hour and a half looking at TikTok videos, I look at the clock and I go, oh, crap. <laughs> I was just watching TikTok for an hour and a half. This in was the recently. Lot. Yeah, this was like a couple months ago. Oh, my God. What were you watching? Just stupid, <laughs> ridiculous videos. 90 it's, such minutes. A, it's, it's such an easy rabbit hole to go down. It seems like everyone today is a comedian, but no one's funny. Like I see all these reels that pop up on Instagram because really all I follow on Instagram are like nine of my friends, a bunch of golden retriever accounts, a couple of uh, golf things. And then every now and then, you know, some chick that's good looking that swings a golf club with a golden retriever in the background. That's pretty much what I look at Instagram. But every now and then you'll see a reel and these people are doing these, again, these stupid dances in their house where someone's like folding laundry dance into sandstorm and there's like rave lights going on in the background and then they come up with some joke and i'm like that's not even funny and i i don't and that's probably what tiktok is right it's just Pretty kind much. of like the instagram reels it's it's the same thing yes right? it's the same thing and you were watching that for an hour and yes. a half yeah my uh, goodness no, not one of my prouder moments Dating apps is, I guess, the topic here, but I'm not a fan of them on two separate occasions. And I bring this up because Brandon has a success story here as well. But I bring this up because I've had on two separate occasions. One was a family friend of mine who suggested that I that I do one of these just as another option. Don't really like it. I'll tell you which one it was in a second and tell you my theory on this one. But then another one, there's like, hey, you should do it. We had success. Try this one. I like to meet someone organically and maybe through friends or just, oh, I had no idea that you knew this person. And that's interesting. We have some similar interest. Let's go out for let's go to a baseball game. <laughs> but <laughs> dating apps, man, and people always say you shouldn't self-deprecate yourself and don't talk bad about yourself. Don't put yourself down. I'm not putting myself down. I just don't take myself all that seriously. So here. I'm not the type of person that is going to stand out 
the way most people do on a dating app. Like I said, I think I look better in black and white photos. I'm not going to catch someone's eye. I'm not 6'4". I'm not 215 and built like a... I'm a golfer, folks. Chiseled God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, I, I'm not him. Uh, I golfed in college. I didn't play football. I should start telling people I kicked for Ashland's football team because I have all the Ashland gear from when I was in radio. They'll never know. Well, they will now because I just revealed the secret. But the first one I did was Bumble. That's a that's a terrible app because everything that I was taught about dating as a guy is out the window. Guys should make the first move. Guys should be pursuant. Guys should be respectful and, you know, show an interest and reach out, you know, ask them out, do that. Not on Bumble. All I do is swipe right and hope. I I think she won't listen. So I I can tell the story. I met up with this girl from Bumble. I won't say the name. We had plans to go to dinner, but the restaurant was closed during COVID. So we just had dinner at her house and it went all right. But before the second date, I can't make this up. I don't know if I've told you the story. I've told Lance the story. He still rolls his eyes. Before the second date, she recommended that we go to couples therapy. (laughs) Brandon's eyes just got extremely large. I honestly, I've never told you the story. No. She said that we should go to couples therapy. I'm like, I don't even know a couple facts about you, much less go to couples therapy. I don't even know how to spell your last name. You're still strangers. Yeah. And she's like, well, I want to make sure that we're compatible. And I want to make sure that this, this and this. Yes, that's what the second date is for. She wanted to go to couples therapy. Oh, baby. Yeah, that's 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 like that's like going to Ohio Stadium on a Saturday morning and taking all the red flags at every tailgate and just waving them in the air. That is a lot of red flags. Scared the hell out of me. Yes, Needle- it is. Needless to say, uh, didn't go on any more than that second date. But I, I just, I don't know what it is about me. I, I seem to attract a lot of people that want to come up randomly and talk to me. I don't know if I have a chip in my body that I don't know about. And I get some weird conversation starters from people. My mom and I went to look at a puppy a couple of weeks ago and we stopped at Der Dutchman. And again, I'm a Christian profess to be one very happy about that and this guy i'm standing there waiting for my mom because she's deciding on if she wants to get donuts for her and my dad i'm standing by the door try to stay away from people not trying to draw any attention to myself just want to get out of there with no weird interactions standing by the door and some guy in a bright yellow coat like he just was directing traffic at columbus international comes up to me do you know the lord i do And I figured that would be the end of the conversation. It wasn't seven minutes later. He's still talking to me. And I I don't know what it is. I I don't know why people randomly come up and talk to me. You got to, you got to stop making eye contact. I got to stop leaving the house. That's what I got to stop doing. (laughs) It's insane. I look at my phone. This was also during COVID. I was really bored one day and I went through my phone and I was just curious in my contacts to see what letter of contact I have the most people of in my phone. I think it's M, by the way, if you're wondering, but I I go through my phone and I'm just scrolling through it. I'm like, wow, that was terrible. She was terrible. She cheated. Terrible. What was I thinking? And you're just going through it. It's just like one failure after the next. And I, (laughs) I figured out because of, I, I don't like dating apps and I stopped doing them because they just, they're stupid. I don't like them. 
I know they work for some people. Hell, they work for you. But they did work for me. It's not for everybody, man. It's just like certain foods some people just don't like. Certain jobs are not cut out for certain people. Brew and dating apps, not so much. I'm convinced you will meet your wife at an Ohio State football game. Dude, if that's the case, I they need to play year-round because seven games a year, my luck is not very good. So they need to play. They need I need to petition the university to make Ohio State football play year-round. I got to expand the numbers, open up the chances because my life really has become good luck, Chuck, without the fun parts. That's really what it's become. <laughs> if anyone wants to get married soon, I'll take you out on a first date. You can break my heart and you can go marry the next person you meet. That's pretty much how it is. I go through my phone. I'm like, yep, next one after me, married. Cheated on me, married. It, it's unbelievable. If, have you ever seen Good Luck Chuck with uh, Dane Cook and uh, Jessica Alba? I don't think I have. Coming at you. Jessica Alba, man. Goodness. You need. I'll, I'll give you the movie. I have it on DVD, which apparently is an old technology now. But that's me, man. It's just my life isn't that funny or that lucky. That that's my life. I'm good luck, Chuck, without the fun parts. All um, right. I'm bad luck brew is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I know you have at least some success. So take this opportunity to one, share your experience on I think it was eHarmony, correct? It was eHarmony, yes. And maybe let's go back to like high school. And it was like that persuasive speech class that I had to take. It was like a debate thing where you had to persuade everybody. I took a whole course on it. Um, see if you can persuade me otherwise of my thoughts on dating apps. Cause I'm totally adverse. If you haven't been able to tell, I definitely think like the ones like Tinder and the Bumble and Tinder's the, the a no free ones. No, Tinder is ones. way. No. Um, those are, yeah, I, I can see why they don't work awful, but eHarmony, yeah. the ones you have to pay for, I understand I, how they're a little more helpful. They put you through like this whole just evaluation of like, your interests, what you enjoy doing, like, like they, they really do like a full in-depth review of like you, <laughs> Angela and I, we were like outside of like our, our range that we were willing to. Yeah. Like the radius of how they would extend for searching for people. Yeah, absolutely. Correct. Yeah. And, and actually she made the, the first move because hey. I guess I, I showed up in her like, what ifs. Um, <laughs> that sounds like so, the Indians phrase from like six years ago. What if we actually won a world series? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but no, yeah, she, you know, she sent me a little smile and, you know, I, I responded and, you know, we just really hit it off. Um, mostly because I told her I was going to go to bed at nine 30. Um, <laughs> cause I'm an old guy. So I'm an old soul. That's, again, why I'm not a big fan of the dating apps. I want to do it organically. And if I end up, you know, leaving this earth alone, so be it. But when you're talking about just the apps and the interactions back and forth, I don't know if I would like to pay for it because I'm also frugal. And if I'm going to have my heart broken, I at least want to meet the person first. Like, at least like I'd like to spend the money on a dinner. And then she's like, ah, I'm not interested. Or, you know, after one girl five dinners later and top golf and other crap. Uh, well, basically in short form, you're just not good enough for me. Like I'd at least like to spend the money and know the person. And I don't want to send them like nine 99 a month to not get any traction. So you need to convince me to spend money on one of these legitimate ones. So Angela, she got a coupon, um, <laughs> oh, her, her little, go. 
her little joke is that she found me on discount. So <laughs> I've heard you guys uh, say that before. That's hilarious. Yes. Yeah, but, um, hey, sometimes, man, every now and then you find a really good movie in the bargain bin at Walmart. So I think she found a really good one on the coupon. I think I think you guys are doing all right. So what type of process does eHarmony put you through? Does it feel like, you know, training camp for the Browns? Like how intensive is this? So it, if I remember right, it's, I mean, it's been so long now. Don't go do um, it again. I, don't, don't go back and, you know, I'm just doing some, proud yeah, I'm just doing some test work for brute. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, it's just like, they just do in-depth review of you. <laughs> I don't um, even know what they would find out about me. My list would either be like, really short or really the same thing in different <laughs> words. What is brew like? Brew likes sitting. Brew likes laying down. Brew likes naps. Brew likes his sleep. Brew takes melatonin to allow for better of all of those previous things mentioned. That That's what it would be. Oh, that's, that's and football. Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> and, and football. Like, I, I mean, I like telling jokes. I like making people laugh, but it's not as funny when you're just texting somebody. I got to meet them. People put so much pressure on dating now anyways. I, I think that's why Angela and I worked out so well is because we didn't put that pressure on ourselves. Yep. You know, we, we went in it with a very, <laughs> you know, open mind. Uh, <laughs> I, I just had a good, I have a good joke for you. My dad's told me this a couple of times. Would you like to know the number one reason for divorce? What's the number one reason? Marriage. <laughs> I, it's so simple, but it's hilarious, but yeah, I, I'm not adverse to it. I would really like to, but I just don't want to do the dating app, man. You, I hope you're right. I hope I meet her at a Buckeye game. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, as much as you love Ohio state football, the girl that suggested therapy wasn't a big football fan either. Uh, That that was was the big bullet there. Yeah. That, that just wasn't going to work. I mean, can you imagine let, let's say she didn't come out swinging with the therapy card right away. Let's say we're six months in. And she's, she's a nice girl. Let's say we're six months into a relationship. And it's Saturday afternoon along the banks of the Olentangy. And it's a home game. <laughs> and she goes, hey, by the way, we have a therapy appointment today at one o'clock. Yeah, I can't make that. Why not? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you've checked, but it's fall. The Buckeyes are home. They're playing Wisconsin and I have tickets and I host a tailgate and I don't want to go to therapy. But you said you would. I also promised Ryan Day that I would be there and support him with 100,000 other of my friends I've never met. And all of a sudden, now we do need the therapy because we have an argument on our hands. That would be terrible, man. That would be so awful. That That would not be great. That's why I don't do the bumble. Before we dive into your success story from a wing establishment, I was told by a a friend of mine that I I met my training down in Cincinnati. We went out every day for dinner because, you know, we were out of town. (laughs) I think he left his number with one of our our waitresses at, I believe, a B-dubs. And he told me this, and I did not know this, and I've done this wrong for a very long time. He told me the tip for leaving your number with the waitress. Usually they give you three receipts. They give Mm -hmm. you like the itemized one of what you got. 
And then they give you the, the two for the credit card. It's the one that you sign and give to them. And then the one that I keep and, and take for myself. I always, it, I haven't done it always, a couple of times. I had a thing for waitresses in college. And then I realized that they're only nice to you because they're trying to pull more money from you. You know, yeah. they're trying to get a little, and it's not against them. But I would do the same thing, but they really don't think you're funny. They really don't think you're attractive. They just want to squeak out another two bucks from you. Good play props. But I would always leave my number on the, the waitress's receipts that I liked on the one that I signed and gave to them, the merchant copy. Totally incorrect. He, this, this friend of mine, said you have to leave it on the initial copy that tells everything that you ordered. Because if they, they don't keep the merchant copy, they put that in the back and they balance the books and nobody gets it. The general manager might give you a call, but I don't want to talk to Steve. I want to talk to Bailey. So you have to put your number on that first receipt because if they really want it, that's the one they can keep. And that also oh. could be why I'm single because there was a really, really nice waitress in college named Brittany EE with two E's at the end. I left my number twice for Nunca, nine, nothing. And I left it on the wrong one. So I, I went to college. I graduated with honors, but I didn't learn a whole lot when it came to the, the waitress numbers. So speaking of B-dubs, all right, I got to hear your story. Was this in oh, Phoenix? Gosh. Was this in Phoenix? No, no, this is in, this okay. is in Ohio. Let's hear it, buddy. Um, I, guess, I guess I, I got lucky and I put my number on the correct receipt then <laughs> uh, because I have. Yes. Yeah, so by the way, B-dubs? this was before he got married. I just want to set a timeline so no one gets in trouble like yourself. I want everyone to know Brandon is a great guy. And this was all PA prior to Angela. So go ahead. I'm just making sure you're saying who she was at this time. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so you're good. Um, no, I was at a local beatups where I was living at the time in good old Springfield, Ohio. And I was sitting at the bar, you know, have a good time watching. Okay. Um, just watching some basketball. Were you there by yourself and, at the bar? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, that creepy, creepy guy that sits at the bar by himself. Hey, you should have brought do nothing guy. <laughs> I should have. He'd be there um, with you. Bartender was, I thought, you know, super cute. And, <laughs> you know, we were, we were chatting, having a good time. And yeah, I decided to, to do the old uh, number on the receipt and <laughs> slid it over with the tip. And, you know, she took it and then I, I would say probably about half hour later, I get a text message, I kid you not. And it was her and, you know, we went out a few times and, Dang. you know, yeah, yeah. So, okay. First of all, congratulations. That's awesome. <laughs> and you must've left the number on the right receipt. So props to you there, but here's a question, serious question. Let's say you, Angela and I go out to some restaurant, if I started leaving my number for waitresses, would you and or Angela look down on me more than you already do for doing that? <laughs> Absolutely not. I would leave your number on my receipt. So, they, <laughs> so you would have two chances. I just God, I'm, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point, but I just here, here's another question. Let's say I start doing that and you don't look down on me for doing that. But then you follow up with me like two days later, like, hey, Brew, hear anything? And I keep saying no. Then do you look down on me more? No, I think uh, 
I say keep swinging. I, I just want to test that theory out. I want to see if leaving it on the right receipt works because I'm at the point, listen to this, my basement's completely done. And I bought a fifth TV last week and I realized this and you're going to laugh at this as well, I think. And you can, it's fine. I'm not upset by it. It's just, it's kind of sad, but it's more funny. I realized on the drive home, carrying this fifth TV to my house, I live alone. I now own more TVs than I have relationships in my life. That's crazy. Five You're living f- the American dream, my friend. No, I'm not. I'm living the isolated <laughs> American dream. I have five TVs and four like actual girlfriends. I mean, I've dated girls, but I'm talking like this is my girlfriend, so and so. Yeah. Five to four. And I think what I should do to maybe urge me along a little bit, push me further down the road. I don't think I should use that fifth TV till I find another girlfriend. And I could put that on my profile. (laughs) There you go. Just trying to watch the 55 inch Samsung. Let's let's start a petition to help brew out. (laughs) Let's get them. Let's get them a fifth fifth girlfriend here. Think about it. I, it could be a two for, as my dad would call it. I could get a two for one. I could get a really nice girl and I get to enjoy my newest purchase of watching my 55 inch Samsung. What a day that would be. We've covered everything, you know, we've, we've covered the sad, we've covered the tough, talked a little baseball, mostly just talking about stuff you do at baseball, the dating apps I was excited for, but (laughs) as I always do with every co-host, and I I usually try to make it co-host specific, as I've always said, the games have been fun. I really liked the game with Mark and I last week or two weeks ago, technically, this might be the best one. And for anyone else that follows Brandon, I'm sorry. I don't know if I will be as excited for our game as I am for this one. The game is called Let's Go Brandon. And (laughs) I have a feeling there's probably a small portion of people listening that are already cringing and they're already pissed. And I don't care because this is going to be fantastic. And I'm not going to it's not political, folks. So, you know, unclench. It's going to be fine. This is simply a game of who said it, where we have two people. Person A or B said something, and Brandon gets to choose who he thinks said it. But because Brandon, that's his name, I'm going to give you what the person said. I'm going to give you the two choices of that person, and I'm going to end it by saying, let's go, Brandon. So again, folks, you can calm down. You can stop you know, writing me emails. Just calm down. Here to have fun. We're here to jumpstart your weekend. It's all fun. It's not going to be offensive. I know everyone's offended out there. Calm down. Brandon, I always I told you I was going to do five questions, but I was so excited for this one and so excited for the first one. I'm doing six. All right. It's episode six. Okay. Six questions. Now, I took this test and I got eight out of 15 correct. And the two choices are between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. China. China. (laughs) Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And I'll say this. And again, this isn't political. It's just my theory. I don't know when the presidential election has become basically homecoming. It's just homecoming court. I think I'm fascinated by the fact that back in the day, presidents were revered and respected and looked up to and people wanted to be like a JFK. I don't care where you stand. I don't care what side of the the aisle you're on, left or right. 
maybe I could speak for a lot of people and say the last two, not great. <laughs> They're not presidential. Let's put it that way. I thought Bush did a really good job when he was in office. I thought Obama did a really good job of just being presidential. They were presidential. I think they were respected. And even if you didn't vote for him, I think you could respect him. And we'll leave it at that. The last two, not so much. So I will okay. read off what this person said. I will ask who said it. And then I will end it with, let's go, Brandon. And you give me your answer. How's that sound? Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. Number one in let's go, Brandon. First. From Phoenix to Flagstaff, from Mesa to Yuma, to the Red Rocks of Sedona, this great state was settled by some of the toughest men and toughest and most beautiful women to ever walk the face of the earth. All right, Brandon, who said it? Let's go, Brandon. That is a Donald Trump quote for sure. You would be correct. Brandon is one for one. Donald Trump did say that. Trump made the remarks during a visit to Arizona in 2018. Brandon got that right. It was Donald Trump, and he is one for one. So well done, Brandon. Number two, I'm a thousand. I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours, if you'd like, Frank. All right. Who said it? Let's go, Brandon. I think we're going to go with old Trumpy again. You would be incorrect. <sighs> this was Joseph Biden, who made the remarks responding to a question about his academic record during a campaign stop in New Hampshire during his 1987 presidential campaign. 1987. I wasn't even around then. So number three here on Brewing Company, quote, I'm not sorry for anything that I've ever done. I have never been disrespectful intentionally to a man or a woman, end quote. Who said it? Let's go, Brandon. Oh, who said it? <laughs> We're going to go Biden on this one. You've got that correct. Joe Biden made the comment after a speech in Washington in April in his first remarks after several women came forward to say that he had touched them inappropriately or made them feel uncomfortable. So to me, that one could have gone either way. That absolutely <laughs> that could have that could have been on either side of the aisle. So it was toward on that one. Yeah, that was a good guess. So Brandon is two of three. And if you're wondering, the last two, I also, I got both of those wrong. So I got the very first one that I asked you from Phoenix to Flagstaff, but the last two I got incorrect. So you're right now beating me. You're two of three. At this point, I was one of three. So next one, number four here on Bruin Company, quote, I punched my music teacher because I didn't think he knew anything about music and I almost got expelled. I'm not proud of that, but it's clear evidence that even early on, I had a tendency to stand up and make my opinions known in a very forceful way. Who said it? Let's go, Brandon. We're going to go old Donald on this one. <laughs> yeah. That was that is maybe the easiest one. Donald Trump did say that <laughs> he was recounting an anecdote about a time in the second grade when I guess in which he said he gave his teacher a black eye. This was from some book in 1987 called The Art of the Deal, saying that he was a very assertive and aggressive kid. He punched his teacher in second grade over music. So unbelievable. That's a little unbelievable, but also maybe not far. No. So <laughs> I, I got that one correct as well. So Brandon's doing really well. He's three of four. At this point, I was two of four. So number five on Bruin Company's Let's Go Brandon, quote, 
I cannot believe that a Frenchman visiting Kiev went back home and didn't say he discovered the most beautiful women in the world. That's my observation. It's certain you have so many beautiful women. All right. As I've asked, who said it? Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> either one of them said that. Um, See, this is why I'm saying these guys are just not presidential. And again, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where we went off the rails in this, but it's becoming it's becoming a homecoming vote instead of a presidential vote. But again, that's why the game is fun, at least this time around. So what's your guess? Let's go, Brandon. Let's go with old Donald again. No, that is incorrect. <sighs> that is Joseph. Biden made the remarks while speaking with Ukrainian President Viktor Yushchenko during a 2009 visit. The two were overheard by a pool reporter while drinking Cokes in the back of a pub in Kiev with other local officials. So I don't know. In radio and TV, they said nothing is off the record. That was probably an off the record comment. But, you know, Joe said it and it says apparently here it's unclear who the French person was. <laughs> so someone out there was not making a good impression on Joe Biden. So I also I got that one incorrect as well. That to me sounded like a Trumpism. So yes, it did. Uh, you are now what three of five, and I was at this point only two of five. So you still got me beat. So we'll see if you can win in this, or let's see if we tie. So the last one here, number six on Let's Go Brandon. Quote: The press always asks me, "Don't I wish I were debating him?" No, I wish we were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. That's what I wish, end quote. So to end it for the last time here on the show, who said it? Let's go, Brandon. Let's go with old uh, Donald W. Trump or whatever his middle initial is. No, that is Biden. That is Joe Biden. Yeah, apparently he also was an aggressive child, maybe in high school. Uh, Biden made these remarks while campaigning for Hillary Clinton in Pennsylvania in 2016. He was responding to the leaked Access Hollywood video in which Trump had boasted that he could grab women by their genitals because of his celebrity status. I'm just surprised that a lot of these Trump didn't say. I or, am baffled. <laughs> or he did, and we just don't have them documented. But that's the last two. I also got wrong. So of these six, I only got two, and, and you got three. So you did beat me. But that goes to show that <laughs> these guys don't really think before they speak. There's not a whole lot of filters going on up top. None. So the next time you're on, buddy, I, I, I don't know if we'll be able to live up to, one, the excitement coming into it, but also, two, just the quotes and, and the people that we will be choosing from. But I'll try to come up with something that'll be as entertaining, hopefully, as the Trump or Biden or hell, we could just do it again. We could just keep on going with, be uh, fun. with the Trumpinator and Joseph. But I just think it's fun. And again, we're all about trying to have some fun here. And I think especially after the first hour, I felt it was my job and Brandon's job to lift the spirits after how the show started. But at the same time, like I said, at the very beginning on episode one, I want a springboard. I want to jumpstart your weekend. And after a serious conversation, I think we need to have some conversations that lighten the mood, uh, make you laugh, and maybe to go a little serious here at the end. Uh, just realize that tomorrow is not guaranteed, and you should laugh when you have the chance. If something's funny, laugh. If you don't think it's funny, don't laugh. But also don't you know criticize the person that made the joke. Now, if they're wrong, they're insensitive, and they're a jerk, 
punch him, just like apparently Trump did to his second grade teacher. Hopefully, and again, I say this uh, without trying to be funny. Hopefully the next time they're on, we can start out with some jokes (laughs) and (laughs) end with some jokes and keep it lighthearted all throughout with someone as meaningful and impactful as Dwayne Haskins. I think it would be irresponsible and I think it'd be disrespectful for me and for Brandon and for Tyler as big of Buckeye fans as we claim to be to not talk about it, to overlook it. I I think that'd be rude. I I really do. And I hope I didn't bring everybody down too much. If I did, I also hope I was able to, with Brandon's help, hopefully we were able to bring you back up and to leave you on a high note here going into the weekend. So it was a lot of fun, man. We'll, uh, we'll go out to shades or to grapevine here soon. I'll leave my number on a, on a receipt and I'll get rejected, uh, again. Well, that about wraps it up, folks. Thanks to my company today. For my co-host, Brandon Metzgar, and guest, Tyler Reed, I'm Matt Brubaker. The soundtrack for the show is brought to you by PremiumBeats.com. Please like, subscribe, and follow me on the Twitter machine, personal at MattBrew3, the show at Brew & Company. Thanks so much for listening, and remember, life isn't about the people you meet, but about the company you keep. Until next payday, cheers.